You never miss the water till your well runs dry. You never miss Joe Turner till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. What happened? Sorry, nothing. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take for tonight, I thought I was muted. That's what that was. Oh, okay. No, you were good. Um, my hot take for tonight has to do with Buck Showalter. I saw a headline the other day that said Buck Showalter was closing in on the Mets managerial position, which made me think two things. I didn't realize, I forgot the Mets had been looking for a manager, A, and then B, which brings me to my hot take is, I thought Buck Showalter was dead. And I saw this headline and I was like, oh, I thought Buck Showalter was dead. And then I remembered when he took the job as the manager of the Orioles, I I was like, oh, wait, I thought that guy was dead. So here's my hot take. Buck Showalter is dead um, and <laughs> collectively been brainwashed to believe that he's not dead, but he actually is dead because I, in my soul, n- remember him dying. Gotcha. Are you, are you certain that this isn't a JFK Jr. type of situation? Maybe everyone thinks Buck Showalter is dead, but he's going to come back to life to manage the Mets. Right. I think it's more like a weekend at Bernie's thing. Okay. Or like, do you ever watch Game of Thrones? Uh, we had like 12 episodes about this podcast about Game of Thrones. But no. Right. And you talk about how much you hate it, except for like you watched every single episode. Right. That's- I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the zomp, the mountain who dies and then that yeah. guy. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Turns him into like a just a zombie creature of evil who's just does the bidding of the evil queen. Right. That Buck Walter is like a it's a similar scenario with Buck. I like this. So he's got we've got like a Frankenstein's monster type situation. He's like not dead, but he's not alive either. He just has no humanity left, and he's just. The real question is: is who's controlling evil zombie Buck Showalter? I mean, to what end? Like, that's the question we should be asking. No, no, that's easy. It's Steve Cohen. <laughs> but no, because he's been dead for a long time, like longer than <laughs> Steve Cohen has been in on the scene, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Like, I don't think Steve Cohen, like, you know, created zombie Buck Walter and then had him go manage the Orioles for, like, eight years, you know? Right, right. Because that's part of your hot take, is that he was a zombie... Even before now, when he was managing, he died in the he died in the mid nineties. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary Clinton. He. Di- 
Yeah. I mean, we want the internet. See, we want this to get traction on the internet. We're going to have to bring the Clintons into it somehow. <laughs> Clinton body count and Buck Show Walter, too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think he's going to be the next manager of the Mets? I don't know. I what feel like Bobby be- Valentine up to. <laughs> he ran for mayor of Stamford, Connecticut, and, and lost. <laughs> and won? No, he lost. Okay, yeah, good. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what that's, that's he's that's, living that's, in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if that's the case, he's probably friends with Steve Cohen. There you go. That's where Steve Cohen. I would, yeah, and, and honestly, I think go like Bobby Valentine would be a big Steve Cohen guy, right? Yeah, it's just like Bobby Valentine, Steve Cohen, Chris Christie, yeah, like on a boat every weekend, you know, Press like the baseball operations, Chris Christie. <laughs> Well, that's what happened to the initial search was like people were coming in for their interviews for the GM job with the Mets and Chris Christie was sitting across the table. And then it was, well, you expect me to take this fucking job seriously? And Chris Christie's across the table for me? Because Christie doesn't know shit about baseball. Like everyone hates him, you know? Yeah, your qualifications, you're the governor of New Jersey. Right. (laughs) Right. And you have two football teams in New Jersey. You have a professional football uh, soccer team in New Jersey. You got a hockey team in New Jersey. Right. You have but no baseball, have any baseball teams in New Jersey. No, no. I like it. Okay, so we'll have to keep a track of this one. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Buck Showalter? Can you actually Google that? 130 years old, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, he and Whitey Hozog were buddies. <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. All right, so uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Unfortunately, and I apologize for this, listeners, my hot take is actually kind of Mets-related, and I feel like we talk about the Mets way too fucking much on this podcast. But, uh, Sam, my, my hot take is not really... Yeah, we are not a Mets podcast. It's not a Mets podcast. Why are we constantly talking about the Mets? Um, it, it's not a hot take. It's more of a dilemma. It, Marcus Stroman has signed with the Chicago Cubs, and I'm trying really, really hard to hate him, and it's I can't. I can't hate Marcus Stroman. So oh, right. help, me, help me solve this moral dilemma. Because you guys are, you guys are shared in your dislike of Italian Americans. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Luigi, the Luigi's of the world, as I call. Right. <laughs> He's yep. going to the okay. Cubs. He's tweeting about how excited he is to be with the Cubs. He's like tweeting about all the like local music venues he's going to visit. When he gets to Chicago, here's my hot take, I guess. And I just came up with this. Marcus Stroman is going to hate, hate living on the north side of Chicago. He's going to be. That's what you hope. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hope. But that's my hot take. After six weeks, he's like, wait, this is like worse than Queens. 
right? And because it is. And then he's going to. I was going to say, like, I think it probably won't take him too long to figure that out. Right. <laughs> no, he's probably just going to, like, play at the Cubs stadium and then go hang out with, you know, the White Sox. Go hang out with Tim Anderson. Yeah. Then he goes to the bar with Tim Anderson. After. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm just keep trying up there, but everyone just keeps cheering for Anthony Rizzo, and that guy doesn't <laughs> even play here anymore. Exactly. <clears throat> I saw this. I was on Twitter for some reason the other day, and I saw that you were being trolled by some Cubs fan that had in their handle, "Chris Bryan is my idol" or something yeah. like that, right. and it was. Like, Man, you poor Cubs fans. Like, <laughs> they get to they get to even play for you anymore. They don't even fucking play for you anymore. They're just what's gonna happen with the Cubs is that all their fans are gonna have because you know, Cubs fans aren't like real fans. They're no. blacked out on three smearing off ice most of the time. That's what they like to drink. Because I'd like to remind the listeners of this podcast that Cubs fans cannot handle their liquor. Right. Across the board. I'm tweeting. Bunch that. of lightweights. Yeah. 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 Um, but they're just like, none of them became fans until the Cubs became good. And they only like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryan bromance. And now right. they don't know what to do with themselves. Right. They all became fans in September of 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, I, I don't wish ill on Marcus Stroman. But I'm really looking forward to like Eloy Jimenez taking him deep when they play at Wrigley Field. Like that's gonna be great. Like he's gonna he's gonna pitch, he's gonna give up eight runs in three innings and get booed off of the field by the Cubs fans at Wrigley. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be a full on meltdown. It's gonna be a full on meltdown. Yeah. Because Marcus Stroman is like okay. Yeah, no, I would have liked to have him on the White Sox. Like, he would have been a good, like, not an ace, but, at like, in the starting lineup, three or four guy. I thought that would have been good. Yeah, he's a solid, probably, middle of the rotation. Middle of the rotation, guy. rotation yeah. guy. I guess. I think, he, I think he would have been good on the White Sox and we need like a middle of the rotation guy. We really do. Yeah, I don't believe. I don't believe in Marcus Stroman. Okay. I I, I, see, I'm higher on him than you are, but I still think really he's, gonna, he's not going to be successful at Wrigley Field. I don't think he will be successful at Wrigley Field. Okay. So we got our Mets news out of the way and our Cubs news out of the way. And this is neither a Mets podcast nor a Cubs podcast. Uh, I want to give, uh, hey, shout out to everybody who's been listening to this podcast. Mm. It's the off season. It's hard on the off season. It's hard to come up with shit to talk about on the off season. Thanks for everybody who continues to listen to this podcast, even though it's the off season. Um, Check out last week's episodes. I don't remember what the A block was that we talked about, Sam. Did we just talk about the lockout? We did. Yeah, that was the one where I just screamed into the microphone the whole time. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Sam. I was trying to get you more excited, but 
unsuccessful. I know, I know, I know. I'm more despondent. See, that's what we need to do the podcast, is that you're the angry one and I'm the despondent one. But I thought that you were the angry one. Oh, and I was like the sarcastic one. Yeah, no, I'm the I'm the depressed. We're never gonna be able to watch a baseball <laughs> game ever again. You're like the emo baseball guy. I'm the emo baseball guy, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Joel is wearing a black hoodie, by the way, right I, now. So <laughs> I guess that fits. <clears throat> Uh, and then we had a very good top of the clock. We got another top of the clock coming up tonight, right, Sam? Uh, maybe, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if we can do it, because you were telling me you wanted to do that. We should. Uh, Oysters and Asparagus, check out that episode. Uh, right. Thank you for all of our listeners. Columbus, Ohio, Frankenstein. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, what's up? Carol and Bob, Moscow, Dresdenia, Chicago, Illinois, Bend, Oregon, San Jose, Los Angeles, Brookfield, Wisconsin, Champaign, Illinois, Muhammad, Illinois, Portland, Oregon, Cincinnati. Oh, I had a whole thing about Cincinnati chili and I forgot what it was. Oh, go Bearcats. All uh, right. Danville, Vermont, Seattle, Washington, Trumansburg, New York, Corona, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Pro uh, Providence, Rhode Island, Barcelona, Spain. Thank you, everybody. Please continue to listen to us. If you listen to us on po uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Sam, do you have any shout-outs that you need to give before we move on? That's a good question. I feel like I probably do. Yeah, if you um, later, you can tell me. Yeah, I can if I if it comes up. Yeah. Uh, Nick, don't let Jake listen to the B block. That would mm. be my sh shout out. Nick, let Jake listen to the B block. No, do not, do not let. Oh, do Jake. not, do not. Yeah. Okay, Nick, do not let Jake listen to the B block. It doesn't get that bad. No, this week, though. Oh, this week. Oh, oh, correct. Yes. Nick, do not let <laughs> Gotcha. That took me a second. Yes. Children, do not listen to this week's plan, people. <laughs> adult, adult material coming. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So... Moving on, right? We're going to get into our headlines. Let's get into this the headlines. one's real. We got, a lot, we got a lot to talk about. That's true. Uh, we may not even make it past this first one. Sam is texting me. Thinks he wants me to tweet. <laughs> no one will get it, but it's good. I think that you'll get it. Yeah. And you'll think it's cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, you want to let me remake that one because that actually makes it look like Buck Showalter is about to kill Hil Hillary Clinton, and that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like Buck Showalter is about to kill Hillary Clinton. Um, okay, we can't go <laughs> off on that tangent because that guy, Game of Thrones is just an anti-Hillary Clinton propaganda hit piece. That's my hot take. Right. The reason that Hillary Clinton did not become president <laughs> yeah. in 2016 is Game of Thrones. 
There's a hot take. That's you correct. There, you are absolutely correct. That is your hot take. Yep. Okay. Right, Moving on. Football. Right. Game of football. Uh, Urban Decay in Jacksonville. Four days ago, Tom Pellicero, am I saying that right? I guess so, yeah. At NFL.com released a bombshell of a report detailing the massive levels of dysfunction in the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. All centered around head coach and uh, leadership professor, Urban Meyer. According to Palesero, Meyer publicly and privately criticized receiver Marvin Jones to the point of Jones walking off of the practice field and out of the team facility, ordered the benching of running back James Robinson after a fumble in a 37-7 loss to the Rams, and during a staff meeting, challenging each of his assistant coaches to defend why they were not losers. And the important thing to say about like that part is that he kept screaming about how he was the only winner on the coaching staff. He was a proven champion and everyone else was losers, which is funny because like, you know, he's the head coach of a team that's won like one game this year, right? Two and 11. I just looked it up. (laughs) I'm a champion. I'm a proven champion head coach of the two and 11 Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, yo, <laughs> the most, they win all the rest of their games. They're going to win, what, five games? Six, yeah. Oh, because they just made the season long. They just made it 17 games, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the question, Joel, sorry. The question. No, you're, right. you're correct. Also, we didn't, like, we did a little bit about this in an earlier episode, but I think that we should bring back up the fact that this is the same guy who got busted on the internet for the, he's a super religious leadership professor, right? He teaches leadership college level classes, uh, all about Christ, presumably, and being faithful to your wife. Probably not at Ohio state, but when he was at Utah, possibly. Right. Well, anyway, he was caught on video getting like just had this really young woman on him at this bar that he owned. Um, So anyway, we should throw that sprinkle that that's a little extra seasoning for you. Uh, So the question is, haven't we all gathered our employees around us at least once to demand to demand that they justify their jobs to us? Right, Sam, like you're a manager, you're a manager of employees, and as someone who is skilled in leadership strategies, don't you once a week gather all your workers around you and yell at them and berate them and call them losers to their face and demand that they justify why they still have a job or hire them on the spot, right? That's good leadership, correct? Right. No. Okay, so I want to refute this to Urban Meyer, right? You can't, like, the problem that, the the thing that I don't like about being a boss and a manager is that when something goes wrong, you can't really point your finger at anybody else, right? It's like that, the buck stops with you, right? right? 
flip side of that is what a good manager slash leader ought to do. Yeah, well, wait until you have responsibility. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting the hot. Part is, is that when everything goes well, then you take all the credit, right? But I, you can't do, you can't like have it both ways. You can't be like, oh, I'm a proven champion, like I'm a champion, but I'm the head coach of a two and eleven football team. <laughs> like you, can't, <laughs> you can't be like, oh yeah, I'm a winner. It's just all the rest of you are fucking losers. <laughs> That's not the way it works, right? <laughs> if you want to take all the credit when things go well, you also have to be willing to accept the blame when things go poorly. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, totally. And even then, like good leadership is when things do go well, you actually spread out like, hey, I couldn't have done it without my team. I couldn't have done it without my support staff, right? Like this is a motherfucker... This motherfucker who taught at Ohio State leadership classes at Ohio State. Right. He has constructed his entire public persona around being this leader of men. Right. And and now it's all burning up underneath him and he can't handle it. Right. His entire like he worked for I think it was CBS Sports. It might have been ESPN. You should Google that. I think he had a job with CBS Sports. Like, oh, Urban Meyer, you know, he won a he won a national championship with Florida. He won a national championship with Ohio State. He was this proven, quote unquote proven, uh, a, a leader. And this is something, you know, I'm a, a college football addict. I'm not a college football fan because college football is the worst sport. Right, you're through the the honeymoon phase of your addiction. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's an it's an addiction. Right. It's, I'm not you a recognize fan. that you have a problem, and but you can't get rid of it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And no longer having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole uh, idolization of Urban Meyer began at the college football level. Because he's working with 18 and 19 years. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't call yourself a leader of men when your entire staff is, oh, everyone you're leading is a child. Exactly. And then what happens when you go coach the Jacksonville Jaguars? Right. They're like, no, we're not going to do that. They're like, yeah, well, I'm richer than you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See the thing today that he literally kicked the kicker in practice. Oh, you sent me something. I I, I texted that to you. He kicked the kicker, and the kicker was like, "It wasn't hard, but it, on a scale of one to ten, I would call it a five. And your boss is not supposed to kick you at work. <laughs> right. No, he can't do that. Right. No. Also. You- and you've got a union. Right. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Oh, no, you already covered it. All I was going to say is, like, you're not a proven champion. Like, you're just a kid's coach, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're different. And there's a whole line. So a guy I really like is Chip Kelly, who used to coach the Oregon Ducks, right? Right. 
And he went from Oregon to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was a disaster at the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Now, unlike Urban Meyer, I think Chip Kelly is like actually a good dude, but he still had the same problem where he was like, we're just going to take away Taco Tuesdays from the Philadelphia Eagles. And right. everyone's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. You, you you can't condescend to like a twenty five year old millionaire, like you shouldn't, but you can to a broke eighteen year old. Right, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> and right, it's like you have to be able to actually relate to these people as human beings and right. get them on board. Yeah, yeah. But you can kick people. And the other thing, the other thing about this is that like he's like, oh, if this when he had a press conference after this report came out where he got on the podium and said that it was all lies, which is a really bold move on his part. And like, if he has a publicist, they should have told him not to do that. Or he could be the next commissioner of major league baseball. Right. Or he should be the next commissioner of major league baseball. But, and then he said, if there are leaks then that person, whoever's leaking, that person is immediately unemployed. So first of all, he said it was not true. And then he like implied that he was going to find the person who was spreading, like who was leaking and fire them. And the thing is, is like, if you have leaks in your staff, that's also on you. That's your fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Boss man. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem to understand is like, you have to take responsibility if you're the top guy. You have to like own that. And he just, he had, seems to have no capacity to do that, which is right. crazy. Right. right, yes. Because and, you would think that that was part of his leadership seminar, you know? <laughs> no, his leadership seminar is take all of your underlings and drag them in front of you and make them beg for their jobs. Right. <clears throat> That's his leadership seminar. His, his leadership seminar is just him standing in the front of the room screaming, I'm a winner and you're all losers, all like over and over again. Uh, I want to point out before we move on, though, that in addition to this, Urban Meyer is a specific kind of asshole, right? So he right. keeps giving jobs to these terrible people. Uh, Zach Smith was one of his assistant coaches at Ohio State who had been uh, charged, yeah, committed domestic violence against his now ex-wife. And <laughs> after that, uh, Urban Meyer still hired, excuse me, still hired him. The other guy is this guy from Iowa. I'm going to Google this real quick. This, uh, I think it was a defensive lineman coach who got fired from the University of Iowa for uh, racist for being a fucking racist. And uh, Urban Mayo just hired him at Jacksonville uh, straight up. So like Chris Doyle, strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, got fired from the University of Iowa for being a fucking racist. Um, so like- And his defense, if I'm not wrong, was <clears throat> I'm not a racist. 
I was just using racism to motivate these kids. I think but is what that, he was like his defense. <laughs> that's what you love at the Urban Meyer <laughs> School of Leadership. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, oh no, I'm not a racist. I just find that I get good results when I call these kids the N word. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like um, it makes them angry and push the sled harder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, no, that's it's still like, racism. It still counts as racism. It still counts as racism. There's a lot going on here. I don't I don't think Urban Meyer is gonna get fired because really? I think I don't think he's gonna get fired. You gotta get fired. You think so? Oh my God, how do you not fire this guy? Because the Jacksonville Jaguars organization is a dumpster fire of an organization. I know. That was the funny thing about this story, too, is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars was like, you know, he like essentially was like, you know, this stuff's been going on around here for years and nobody was paying attention until Urban Meyer got here. <laughs> But the thing is, you can't, kick, you can't kick your employees. You can't do that. Like, this guy's got to lose his job. Well, but Shahid Khan, okay, so Shahid Khan is from Champaign Urbana. He went mm -hmm. to school here. He owns Flex and Gate in Urbana, and they uh -huh. get sued every couple of years for violating OSHA uh, requirements. Like, their employees, it's a. It's a car part manufacturer, and they well, make the guy who owns the Jaguar. The, the same yeah. guy who owns the Jaguars. Yeah, he's a big Obama Illinois guy, and he's always getting sued because he exposes his employees to hazardous chemicals without their knowledge, like constantly. So, like workplace safety is not one of Shahid Khan's like concerns in life. So. If if Urban Meyer is gonna kick a kicker, Shahid Khan's like, yeah, and then throw like some jokerification chemicals on him too, just to be safe. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like we're gonna have to come back to this because I hate, hate, hate the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, well, and the thing the is, is like we're gonna have to come back to this because in between now and the recording of next week's episode. Urban Meyer's gonna have done something really fucked up, yeah. like really intensely fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> something, yeah. And we haven't even talked about his living room. Have I? Did I text you his pictures of his living room? I haven't heard about that because he has pictures of himself. What? Is it just pictures of himself? Yes. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even have to. Yeah, I knew. I knew that that's what was going on. Yes, yes, he's a sociopath. If he wasn't the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he would be a serial killer. Oh my god! <clears throat> and that's why you think he's not going to get fired is because the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> is like unwilling to unleash that on the poor young women of Columbus, Ohio. <clears throat> Or Jacksonville, Florida, or Tallahassee, Florida. The, yeah, there's a lot in common between Columbus, Ohio, and Jacksonville, Florida. All right. Anyway, let's come back to this. Let's move on. Let's talk about some baseball. But this is not going away because I think 
Urban Meyer may be the uh, uh, enemy on this show now. <laughs> Maybe our frenemy. Frenemy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Putin. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not sure that this guy has enough self-awareness for me to ha hate him, you know? I don't think that... It, I truly believe that he believes that everything he's doing is completely right, and yeah. it's the world that's wrong. Yeah, no, that's interesting, because I agree with you on that. That makes me hate him more. Mm. Interesting. Right, but I think that it's like... I don't think it's a calculated thing. Like you could right. say this I don't thing think about Trump, yeah. but I think yeah. it's calculated with him. I think Urban Meyer is completely oblivious. Yeah, like well, he seems that's no why I clue what's going on. Right, I hate Urban Meyer infinitely more than I hate Vladimir Putin. Right. Yeah. No, my comparison was with Donald Trump. Oh, I don't think Donald Trump. Hmm. You don't think he's self-aware? I think he just doesn't give a damn. I think he is self-aware, but it's not like, wahaha, I'm doing evil. It's just like, I need to make money off of this somehow. Right. But I'm, see, I think that, that the problem is like, he's... Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, yeah. What I'm saying about Urban Myers, he's like, if Trump was like, Trump was like, this is a calculated thing. But with Urban Meyer, it's like he genuinely <laughs> believes that right. he's qualified. Urban, Meyer, Urban Meyer and Mike Pence are peas in the pot. No. No? Well, maybe. Because they're both like, all like religiosity gives us the, the excuse to be at actually terrible people uh right but i feel like i feel like mike pence is like manipulates that uh, urban Myers just never encountered any sort of resistance before i could see that like, i feel like urban meyer is like the poster child for white privilege right he's yeah. like if yeah. you're like, oh, what's white privilege? And then you're like, oh, check out this guy, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Who's like, <laughs> yeah. Never had to overcome any sort of adversity in his life. Right. And, and what does he do once he encounters adversity? Full-on meltdown. Blames everybody else. Yeah. Right. Which really, honestly has got to be somewhere in his leadership seminar. <laughs> Blame everybody else. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the fact that he tried to hire Tim Tebow. Right. He's like Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they love each other. Oh. Yeah. No. That makes sense. Yeah. He's like really successful in college went to the NFL, and then was like, why doesn't anyone love me here? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give this guy another chance. He seems like a nice gentleman. Who, Tim Tebow? Well, that's what everybody keeps saying about Tim Tebow. Oh, Tim Tebow, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone would say that about Urban Meyer, though. I don't think oh, Urban I Meyer... He gets so many chances. Oh, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen.
Maybe yeah. he'll get fired from Jacksonville. I think he won't get fired from Jacksonville just for the financial purposes. They can't afford to fire him right now. Right. But even if he get, does get fired, he'll get a job at Oregon. Or something mm. <clears throat> Fox Sports 1. Yep, Fox Sports 1, exactly. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Be across from A-Rod on ESPN Monday Night Baseball for some reason, like two years from now. <laughs> he's going to do his one-year purgatory FS1 duties, and then he's going to move to ESPN in some primetime capacity. Yep. Yep, totally correct. All right, you want to talk about baseball? Sure. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and this is funny because all you listeners thought that this was the dark part. That yeah, was, it gets worse. It but gets it's not. Worse. It's getting worse now. It's getting worse. <laughs> Here we go. Major League Baseball fiddling with its balls. In a study conducted by astrophysicist Meredith Wills at BBL underscore astrophysics. Dr. Wills, follow me on Twitter. I love you. It was discovered that major league, yeah, it was discovered that Major League Baseball has been using two different and distinct types of baseball in 2021. One of these baseballs was lighter and deader than the other, so you couldn't hit as many home runs. And MLB was not telling fans or the players. Fans of this show will remember that the so-called juiced ball the past few seasons would travel further and that MLB denied that it existed at all despite the insistence of players and also science. This is what Dr. Wills was doing. She was literally cutting up baseballs and measuring their density and saying, no, this dense baseball is going to travel further than this less dense baseball. Science was proving something that Major League Baseball was denying was happening. The league then said that even though the ball was never juiced, they were going to unjuice it starting in 2021. They were lying. However, while they did start using the lighter unjuiced ball, they continued to use the old ball, presumably at their discretion. And this is the issue. The league claimed that COVID was the reason why they were doing this, which we're going to talk about. And they claimed that they were forced to use the old baseballs because supply chain issues did not allow them to make enough baseballs to cover the entire season. The truth is that they continued to manufacture both types of baseballs throughout the entire 2021 season which is verified through Professor Will's work through cross-checking serial numbers against production runs. So basically, summarizing this, MLB is lying and expects to get away with it. So our question is, is Major League Baseball up to something nefarious here? As alleged by known polar bear Pete Alonzo, or are they just being stupid and mismanaged? That was a lot. I hope you followed it. Right. So yeah. just to summarize. Yeah. Ball was juiced. MLB said ball was not juiced. Right. MLB says 
we're unjuicing the ball starting 2021, which they sort of did. They yeah. just used unjuiced and juice balls this entire season. And they didn't tell the fans. They claim they told the uh, players union, which I believe they probably did because I, like how else would Pete Alonso know? Yeah. Um, but I think they probably were like, oh, yeah, we are having production issues. We can't get enough baseballs for the season. We got to use some of the old baseballs. That's probably what they told the players union. But the fact is, is that the company Rawlings, which is owned by Major League Baseball, has like really dis like intense records of what balls they're made uh, like of their production runs on baseballs. And they made both juiced and unjuiced baseballs during the 2021 season. And that's key. What's that? That's important. That they lie important about because that. the thing that nobody knows is when and where those juiced balls ended up. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> I think that Major League Baseball has a really serious trust issue with the fans. Like, they keep saying, oh, the games are too long. We need the games to be shorter to engage the fans more. And the problem isn't that the games are too long. The problem is, is that every single time Rob Manfred opens his fucking mouth, mm -hmm. we all believe that he's lying. Um, and so I think that because we have evidence that he constantly lies all the right. time. And that he is not, and, and the office of the commissioner was created by the league to be impartial, to kind of be the, I don't know, shepherd of baseball, right. to be the one in the middle of the players and the owners who just has the interest, the best interest of the game of baseball at heart. Moving and the problem ahead. that I have with Rob Manfred is that clearly he does not. Like clearly the owners put somebody into the position of commissioner of baseball who's just their fucking stooge. And <clears throat> That's obvious to me. I feel like that's obvious to most baseball fans. Yeah. And because of that, Major League Baseball has a really serious trust issue right now, which will only be solved by getting rid of Rob Manfred. And whether or not this was nefarious or this just had to do with some production issue like they claimed it to be, like they said they were using 2019 balls in or 2020 balls in 2021, but that's not true. They're still making these juiced balls in 2021. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> when you say that, and then somebody is like, well, we just fact check you. That was a lie. Like it's hard to stomach that regardless of if this was actually a plot by the league to make to to manipulate who was hitting more home runs. That's um, what even I, if, I think that. Right. But even if it wasn't, like it's a huge breach of trust. You know, mm -hmm. baseball is supposed to be this thing. And the players union and the owners are supposed to, you know, figure out their financial stuff because obviously it's a massive 
like revenue generating machine, major league baseball. But somebody's got to be like, oh, well, this is the most important thing for baseball. And it's not using two different fucking baseballs and then lying about it. And why do you they know? feel like they have to lie about it? Right. I don't know what, yeah, exactly. Why are they lying about it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Good. Good job. Problem, problem solved. Problem solved. Fire Rob Manfred. Fire Fuck Rob that. Manfred. Here's the thing that it, it's just like uh, we have these uh, organizational systems, and it seems like these systems are designed so that the people who raise, who rise to the top of these systems are habitual liars and power abusers. Right. So kids, if you want to get ahead in life, learn to be a really good liar or not a good liar. Learn to lie and not care if anyone calls you on it. Right. Because that's the American way. Mm-hmm. But that's the Urban Meyer leadership. <laughs> I just saved you $25,000 in tuition from Ohio State University. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is that the owners are doing themselves, they're doing themselves a disservice by putting one of their own stooges in the commissionership because labor disputes like this are not going to drive up viewership in the game like all of this all of this underhanded and like shady and like locking out the players all this shitty stuff that they're doing is not going to make more people like the game of baseball and that's not going to affect their profits probably in the short term but Eventually, it will, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. I actually, um, we should talk about this next time because I was reading some articles about kind of hopeful articles about that every time that there is actually a labor stoppage, the owners lose. That the owners win when they keep labor going. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. I'm not optimistic about that. Yeah. Well, I think we should just mow down a cornfield in Iowa and build a baseball field, seize the means of production, you know? Yes. Also, I see ghosts. Right. (laughs) Right. Also, Joel's a paranoid schizophrenic who's going through a really intense financial problem right now. So he's having a mental break in which he sees ghosts. <laughs> Let's do the baseball league. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Just say it. Just say it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Carey will be there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Um, ooh, it's going to be a long, dark off season. I apologize. 
Uh, Sam, today is the 15th. We haven't talked about this. Are we? Is this our last uh, A block until Christmas? Mm, I can do probably one next week. If you're okay, ready. I think I can also. So yeah. we'll try to do one more before Christmas, and then we'll probably take a week off. And then I'll, I will... Yeah, we'll do a Nets game this weekend, so... What? I'm going to a Nets game this weekend. Oh, yeah, so you'll have to report on that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty pumped about that. That'll be fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, we didn't talk about the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA, NBA on the B block, because I... I've stopped watching the NBA and I don't miss it at all. Right. Um, but Kevin Durant is hilarious on Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I want to heckle him. I, we're sitting up in the cloud, so he probably won't be able to hear me, but I just want to scream at him to tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. There you go. <laughs> yes. And he'll agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> He'll be like, I'm trying, bro. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you're never going to win the Eastern Conference if you don't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. <laughs> and he'll just throw up his arms and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets sick of Kyrie eventually. Yeah. Um, sucks. That's why. Exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Please follow us on all your social media applications. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, on Facebook and Instagram at Dump on the Ump. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Um, Oh man, I had a thing I was gonna say. Like we we oh Buck Show Walter. You gotta fix that meme. Kyrie's yeah. probably three hundred pounds right now. You think Kyrie's three hundred pounds? I think he's been sitting at home watching YouTube videos, like anti-vax YouTube videos, and just like eating pizza this entire time. That's pretty good life. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen for Sam my name is Joel thank you so much for listening y'all have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow sweet babe I'm gonna leave you and the time ain't long no the time ain't long if you don't believe I'm leaving